0: When one decides to make public performance their vocation, many reasons come into play beyond simply choosing a profession. For some, it's a natural talent that needs showcasing, an exuberant extroverted personality that is always quote-unquote on and needs to shine. But in the world of music, specifically rock and roll, the genre oftentimes attracts a different specimen of performer. Rock and roll has often been the conduit for phoenixes to rise from the ashes and introverts to spring to life. Rock and roll fosters pomp, it's all about enchantment, and is a modern day brother's grim fable come to life where the frog becomes a prince ad infinitum. It's also the reason why there are so many broken people attracted to the profession of rock and roll, all seeking some sort of corrective fulfillment but in a cobbled, impetuous way. How do I know this? Well, can't say I'm exempt from what I just laid out. So I know of that which I speak. There's definitely the excitement of writing hot rock and roll, recording it, performing it, touring around and playing it night after night in a different city. But over the years, I've noticed when it really pops for me, is when I get some sort of validation from peers, especially people in bands that I grew up admiring long before I tried my hand at it. Of course, there's been the backside to it all too, the painful sting of disappointment by heroes I've met that have let me down, but no real harm done. I chalk it all up to flying too close to the sun, In all the time I've been in this game, there have been notable meetings and encounters with musical heroes, and that's always been the most satisfying feeling in this godforsaken rock and roll game. However, no matter how far you go with your music, no matter how many bands you meet and play with, no matter how many crowds you play in front of, nothing, and I mean nothing, beats the acceptance and validation one gets from one's own scene. I grew up in Toronto, and I've said this before. Growing up as a metalhead during my impressionable teen years, it was Sacrifice that were kings to me. They were the band on the scene, as far as I was concerned, that had made it. They were on Metal Blade Records, for starters. They were touring, putting out albums. They were name-checked in all the cool metal mags. To me, growing up in Scarborough, where Sacrifice were from... It was inspiring to see a band come from my dismal suburban haunts and make a name for themselves. I credit their rise to lifting my spirits when our band would inevitably hit yet another roadblock. We didn't play the same style of music, but we all know hard rock and heavy metal are musical cousins. Over the years, and even though they're all dispersed throughout the continent, I've managed to meet and get to know the guys. I even had singer-guitarist Rob Urbanati on for episode number 136 back in 2016. When we've played in the Detroit area, Joe Rico always shows up. And I must admit, it's a bit intimidating throwing out a guitar solo knowing Joe's watching. When they asked me to sing Iron Fist with them for their reunion show in Toronto at the Opera House on February 27, 2016 for Inertia Entertainment's 20th anniversary, it was one of the greatest on-stage moments I've ever had in my life. This is no exaggeration. Like I stated, supreme validation from the kings of your home scene is felt deeply. Maybe to the sold-out crowd at the Opera House, it was simply a guest walk-on. But to me, it was such a deep-rooted moment that brought things full circle. As someone who grew up feeling like the outsider in almost every facet of my life, much like I think a lot of metalheads did, thus their attraction to the scene. This moment did a lot to diminish internal issues within me. Let's just say that. There's a photograph out there taken by Joe's wife, Amy. I think I might have even Instagrammed it at one point of me standing side stage between Joe and Brian Taylor, two very formidable figures in the early Toronto metal scene. And man, that should definitely be in a frame on the wall of my place. So it has been a long time coming to have Joe Rico on this podcast. Man, I can't tell you how cool it is to have Joe to talk metal and to talk about his passion for jiu-jitsu and his Stronghold Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy he owns and runs in Livonia, Michigan, found online at strongholdbjj.com. Thanks to Blue Mic Microphones and Skullcandy Headphones for the support. This podcast supports Chino Locos restaurants because when I want a fish burrito, I want it stuffed with chow mein noodles. Okay, here we go. Joe Rico is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Dako Jones podcast is the best out for free. Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up stop by out down, down. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around Nick Flanagan is Danko's co-host Download for free on SoundCloud and iTunes Sometimes Damien from Fucked Up Stops by and hangs out too when the weather is bad and there's nothing much to do, take a listen, would you now, to what Danko Jones would do. It's the middle of the night and you better do it fast. Turn the speakers up loud for Danko's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready, because the Danko Jones podcast starts no! now! hello how's it how's it going it's going good it's good to good to hear your voice um the last time i we saw each other was uh that inertia uh birthday bash uh yeah uh, inertia entertainment Um, yeah that was a blast i was uh, i don't know man for me it was like uh a check off the old list you know like
1: yeah that, that was pretty fun that was like i said like, we didn't, you know, like, we didn't even plan on doing anything like that. And it just came up, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So it took us, like, a couple of days to get that tight, and that was good.
0: Yeah, I didn't want to feel like I was some sort of fanboy in your rehearsal room, but I was, like, taking photos. Like, I was just... <laughs> 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 uh, yeah,
1: we, we we feel the same way.
0: Oh, and to get up in Toronto with you guys and to sing Iron Fist... Uh, I mean, I know there's. I looked out in the crowd that night, and I know there's a lot of puzzled faces. But when we started, but then uh, I think it went over really well. You know, yeah, it went over really good. Everybody talked about that for a while. Yeah, there's like, and 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 you know, Junior was there, and Brian Taylor was there before I got on stage, and after I got off stage. So it felt really cool to, to have those guys go, good job.
1: Yeah, (laughs) it was. was It was just good to have everybody there, you know, that, 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 like all our shows are always better when, when, when we know everybody there.
0: Yeah. And, and I know how sacrifice is like, it's, it's, you know, you guys are in four different parts of the country or three different parts of the country and you guys have your own separate lives and you come together for on special occasions to, to do the band, um, and the last time you guys did it, if I'm not mistaken, was in Japan. Am I right? Yeah, we, we
1: just got back like a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, we were over there, uh, played a couple of shows. It's it's, it's always a blast, you know. It, it, and it, it never ceases to, to blow me away that, like, after all this time, people actually still want to see us and get into it. And, it, I mean, it just... It just it, it's a good feeling, you know. That 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 that, that I guess at, at some point we did something okay.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, in Japan, like, how are the fans there? Like the thrash metal fans.
1: It, they, it it's it's kind of odd because there there's there's certain people, and it, and it was like time stood still for them, you know. I mean, we we're still <laughs> part of their like, you know, the patches on their jacket. You know, we're like right up there with like Sodom and. You know, every and, and everybody else. It was great. And there's other people that just, you know, well, you know, I've I've listened to you guys in the past, and you know, I'm no longer into it, but I'm gonna come to the show, and you know, and so they look
0: like us now, you know, like right. uh, like us older guys now, right? Uh, and and uh, Japan. I mean, we've only been to Japan once, and uh, it was amazing, amazing trip. And I've always wanted to go back there. Um but how are the cr- like how is the metal crowd like we 've never really we played a a very mainstream festival when we did go, so it was hard to gauge but how is a metal crowd are they like moshing and how what what is uh... they do they do they they you know we we encourage that
1: definitely when 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 they play but the, what separates uh, uh japanese audiences is is after you play the song and the initial cheer like hey you know that's great yeah clap or whatever then they go completely silent right and it, and it was it's just so weird because it's because like, i'm just kind of like uh are they getting into this or not but they are you know they're just i, I don't know they, they they're just they, just they just they just seem very silent in between songs and there's there's nothing wrong with that because you can see when when we're playing they're getting right into it so it's amazing
0: yeah and it made it sweeter because razor was out uh, at the festival too, right? I mean,
1: oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, anytime we played with Razor, it was always good. And then you know there was you know guys that that we know from the past, you know yeah. like the guys from At War and right uh, Blood, Blood Feast, You know they're just like new friends of ours. We played with them in the past, but it was like a different incarnation of the band. And yeah, like now they're I mean they're super tight, super heavy, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean because I was not a, a fan. You know, I, I never really listened to much of their stuff until Japan. But, you know, after watching them, I actually went out and got their stuff so I can listen to it. And it's it's, it's, it's great. Great stuff.
0: And, and Hyrax was out there too, right?
1: Yes. And Caden's yes, still you know, doing it. Of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that's like one of the highlights of the trip, you know, just to be able to hang out with Caden and, and watch them play and hear his stories and, and everything else. And, you know, I mean, the, the guys just... He he's just he's just a great person a great human being and and he loves music you know m- much like you do you know and and he's he's into everything i mean he listens to everything which is great
0: yeah yeah i follow him on instagram and he lives it man like he's wearing his saxon shirt today i bet you know
1: <laughs> yeah oh yeah and then you know and and on top of that you know like sitting sitting in the back and just you know shooting the breeze with him and i mean just his knowledge of like like Motown and R and B. Mm. I mean, it's it's pretty vast. That's you know, so amazing. he's like
0: he's a music fan. You know yeah. what I
1: mean? And, and, and just just a super super human guy, human being. You know, real nice guy.
0: And that thrash the true thrash fest was that just the like? Did you have one set? Like was that? Uh, you traveled all the way there for one set, or was well, there another show? Or there were there were three
1: nights. Um, oh, okay three nights for the for the fest and we oh. played two of the three nights right okay um, okay the, the first the, the the first show we had we were just before razor and then the next night we were just before blood feast so yeah it was really good i, I had a i had a great time
0: yeah because sometimes like when you travel that far away for one show it just doesn't make sense like so yeah. they usually had yeah, I mean, it with a couple or three, two or three. Right. Yeah. I mean, and the last time, this is our second
1: time in Japan. And the last time that, that we did that, we just we just flew and then we just played like like the one show. And then we, we, and we've done that before where, mm. where we like, uh, I believe, well, the last, the last time we were uh, before Japan, when we went to Peru, we flew out there we did one show and then we flew back. It was pretty odd, but it, that was a lot of fun.
0: How long were you there in Japan for?
1: I think we were there for about six days. So we played two shows and we had, you know, a couple of rehearsal days, but mostly it was just, we were just there to hang out because we wanted to, we wanted to attend the fest also, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got to like visit the sites. Like it's, it was in Osaka. Were you able to go to any other cities or just Osaka? just
1: osaka yeah. i mean there, there's just so much to do and and it's like it's such a culture shock like every time i've gone there it, it just it never ceases to amaze me what an amazing country that is
0: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: you know and they 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 just they just don't seem like it cuz you you know you don't you don't hear about it but they're they're pretty
0: advanced over there too which is great you know and, and something that i think has recently well, that's due to you know Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax all touring together. Here in Canada, we've we've all looked at our own metal scene, and I think it's pretty understood that we have our own big four, which you you guys are obviously, I think, the kings of. And then there's <laughs> Annihilator, uh, Razor, of course, and then uh, would the fourth one be? What would the fourth the big four right anvil i guess would be the fourth
1: or A- anvil anvil would probably be in the four you know i i definitely have like my my own four yeah um, so
0: do i <laughs> but you <laughs> know that's that's
1: the the, the the common four that that everybody has yes you know the, you know An- anvil's got to be in there and annihilator has to be in there you know
0: i think voivode would be the f- like four
1: yes to me Voivod was is probably number one of the of the four Voivod in in itself is I mean they don't sound like anybody they were just so original Mm -hmm. they they kind of like they they made their own way and and that to me that's you know that that's very commendable and and plus, I love their tunes. I love how unpredictable they are, and I love how dissonant they can get. And because those are my favorite things. I'm not much of a like a melody guy. I like more of like the the what what the heck was that kind of thing, you know? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. And they they were the the pinnacle of that. They defined yeah. that almost in metal. Yeah. Mine would be you guys, Voivod, Annihilator, and Razor. Those would be my big four. And you right. guys kind of did that in uh i believe the calgary metal festival a couple of years back where yes. where they tried to 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 do something like that and i thought that was really commendable of them and including all you guys it was i hope they do it again or they do it in toronto it would be amazing yeah i i think so i think i think that you know like uh
1: like a like a gig like that would do well anywhere now because I mean it, for some reason it's just coming back around and and people are appreciating more of the the older stuff, you know. I mean I I I hear a lot of guys and I talk to a lot of guitar players and they're like, oh yeah, you know, like you you guys are such a big influence and and you know because of your sound and I never like I never ever even dreamed to be anything like that, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. Right,
1: like I was just this kid trying to play guitar so I can go play shows and stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I under, I totally understand that feeling, um, but to have it kind of boomerang back at you, especially after all these years, um, yes, that must be very very satisfying.
1: It's, it's very satisfying, and it's and it, I'm so appreciative, and I'm so grateful that you know people give a shit about like anything that we did you know i mean when we when we started like what we, we would write these songs it was because the, these were the songs that we wanted to hear you know like we, you know we'd listen to dark angel and we'd come up with something similar and be like yeah you know that's cool but then like you know in in the process it became ours and people saw that and and it's like and and it that's just how it 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 shaped up and and it was and we're really appreciative of and the people that that's still like to this day. I mean, it it blows me away when I when I talk to to people and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, we still listen to you and this from all this time." And I'm like, "You know, that's that's pretty cool." You know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, I've I've you know, in our travels when people find out we're from Canada, the usual thing is obviously Rush. They go, "Oh, right. Rush. Oh yeah, yes, Canada." But depending on where I am, it's also Sacrifice and Voivod. Um Yeah. I hear
1: that a lot, and then I, I mean, and I you know I've I you know people have told me that you know uh, uh, the guys in Ghost were are into us, and you know just all these like uh, like bands that you that you never expect, and like I said, I'm like really grateful of, of that, you know, I'm really appreciative, and it and it and it makes it that that we did something, you
0: know. Oh, I do know the guys in Ghost uh, have name checked you guys. I do. I yes. do, I do know that. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty funny, man. I mean, yeah. that,
1: that's really cool, though. And then, again, when we were in in Calgary and we played with uh, with Candlemass, you know, and just just meeting uh, a pair there, the keyboard player who was in Spiritual Beggars and talking to him about it, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this guy like like knows us you know and like everything he's done we've loved you know that that, that kind of thing we we get like superstar struck all the
0: time oh pear's a great guy man he's been on the podcast um and and even like i think i remember i did us i did a interview once with uh bobo fett from the helicopters he plays keyboards and he goes so you're from canada right and i said yes he goes well nicky anderson has a question for you Nikki from entombed and helicopters and he wants to know if you've heard these bands and he named drop he he listed all these bands sacrifice pile driver he has you know <laughs> and so i was like yeah of course you know of course so it's it's cool that that you know these guys who people really look up to today who are you know out there doing it like Nikki, are are fans of you guys and name check you guys same with uh i mean i look at those you know dark throne has that that song called canadian metal don't tell me don't tell me those guys don't know you know sacrifice the big four you know
1: that that's that's amazing man i mean and it's you know because because you growing up you know we, we were we were like that too you know like i mean i mean we just loved all these bands and 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 like just recently you know we we started meeting you know a few people and it's like i mean I, i think it's pretty cool you know it's pretty cool that this that this little band of ours from like toronto is is
0: recognized you know other than just there have you guys played any of the german metal festivals like valken or um or, or Belgium and grass pop or anything like that
1: no I, you know I wish and we've and we've all discussed it um we've only played you know like so, like the like keep it true that was in Germany that was pretty good
0: oh right yeah uh,
1: we played with Satan at, at that show and that was I mean I was, that, that was like this, the watching the second coming for me you know
0: wow. I mean
1: watching them play side stage was probably like the highlight of that trip.
0: And if you know, and, uh,
1: I mean, we we don't, I mean, no, I, I wish, you know, we, we've never been invited. I, or maybe we have, I just don't know to play any of the, the bigger festivals,
0: the scheduling for the, for the four of you guys must be kind of a little bit of a nightmare because you guys are in three different places and you guys all have, you know, day jobs and careers and families and it must be tough.
1: It is. It's really tough. And, you know, like, like anything, if anything comes up, I mean, we, we get this sit to this round table and discuss, you know, like, you know, how much vacation time do we have, you know, or, you know, what's going on, like that, you know, the family that we can't, you know, be out of town, you know, there's, there's a lot of variables. That's why, you know, for us, typically one, two, maybe even three shows a year, because, you know, like, like I said, well, like you mentioned, like, everybody's got a day job you know everybody has you know responsibilities and things with the family that you know <laughs> we're up there now so now 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 we got to take care of this stuff too
0: you know i i have to admit man when i was at Vakin, we played Vakin open air they've got the metal market and there's a I I I i i had to, i bought it because i saw it i had to buy it it was a sacrifice patch and a sacrifice pin
1: yeah i i see a lot of stuff like that actually and um you know, I mean, and it, it, like, I, like I had one of these sacrifice pins or whatever, and you know, like that. Those are the things that, like, it's, it's nice to have. But I, 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 give those things away. I'd rather see somebody else enjoy them. You know? Yeah. It's it's nice that, that like yeah. I mean, when we go see shows, you know, and I see people wearing our shirts or patches. I mean, it's, it's that's just that's just pretty cool. You know, that's a, that's a pretty cool tribute to like a band that you like. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I I just bring it up because when i was buying it i'm like well i know this isn't going to the band <laughs> but you know i it's on my jean jacket the patch yeah you know so yeah i i mean i'm all about
1: that i mean i think it's i think i think it's cool you know support and 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 like you know yeah none of it's going to the band but if it gets if it gets the the, the name out you know i'm i'd cool with that you know i don't i don't i don't have an issue you know, you see a lot of those, like you know, like I said, we, we'd be like out of town. And you see some guys patch. I'm like, I have no clue where that came from or whatever, <laughs> but hey, it's cool, you know. And, yeah. and you see a lot of things like that. I mean, I remember, I remember coming to, coming to to Detroit, like back in the day when we were just, you know, like playing these small bars, and we we would go to a place and they have bootleg shirts of ours, and I'm like, you know, oh bless, that's that's bad, blah blah blah. And the, but in my head, I'm thinking, I'm, that's pretty cool, man, you know. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that to me i think that's cool yeah
0: well um so last fall i uh, went to the uh Sac- sacred reich show in toronto and i met um a friend of yours who's a friend of phil rinds from sacred reich chris robinson okay yeah and uh yeah. he started Good he, one of mine. yeah yeah and he started kind of giving me an update on you and 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 uh I was like, yeah, you know, I've been meaning to get Joe on the podcast. I had Rob on. We kind of briefly talked about it. And then Chris said, Joe's just opened up a jujitsu school. And I said, wow, I would love to talk to Joe about that. And that was yeah, one of one of the things that I, I reached out to you about after that Sacred Reich show. And uh, tell me about all of this. Please. Well, you know,
1: Yes, I I did just recently. Uh, this is our, actually this is our second year uh, out now. This this very small jiu-jitsu school. Um, that was something that I found um, later on. You know, you know, I had you know I wasn't doing sacrifice and right. I wasn't really playing, and I was just you know picking up bad habits and sitting around doing nothing. You know? Right. And uh the suggestion of a couple of my friends. I I went out and tried it and I got hooked. And I've been doing it for years and years and years and I finally decided that, you know, I I wanted to open a school. And I mean and and it's just the and the reason why I did it is just because so I can train. You know what I mean? And um you know, I have a day job, so this is just kinda like a like a like a hobby of mine that's kinda turned into a business and you know, we're like you know, after like a couple of years, we've got like, you know, 14, 15, 16 people strong. So we're a very small school. But, you know, all my students that uh, that compete, they all medal and they do well. So and it's just I, I mean, for me, like I, I gave up a lot of things. Like, I, like I, I don't drink. I don't do anything like that. And it, and I just replaced it with, with jujitsu. It's it's uh, I have I have a very, very addictive personality that usually when I do something, I, it's like I, I do it like a hundred percent like you know if I if I decide to collect t-shirts I'm gonna have t-shirts and guitars and all that stuff and jiu just happened to fill that space for me so I do that like every day that's just like my thing you know that's just become a part of my lifestyle and um yeah I mean it, it's 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 changed a lot for me like you know mentally physically everything else but yeah it's a it's a it's a very strong thing in my life so I decided I was gonna share that knowledge whatever little knowledge i have of jiu jitsu i was going to share that with uh with my community and um yeah so i just decided hey, let's open a jiu jitsu school and go for it so yeah it it's it's been it's it's been rough i i you know i've never been like a you know a very business minded person or anything but this is what's you know this is a good learning experience for me and it, and it's so far so good i'm having a blast with it
0: so it's called Stronghold Jiu-Jitsu, am I right? Yep. that is the name of the of our, our
1: school and our team. This is the Stronghold Jiu-Jitsu Academy,
0: and it's uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yes, yep. It's just like you know like we don't,
1: you know, we don't mix uh, any. You go to a lot of gyms these days, and they're mixing MMA and mm. and and everything else. And this is just straight up Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. It's like you know, like I'm just kind of you know, uh, carrying the torch for our, the, the forefathers of jujitsu here. Yeah. So it's very traditional. And, um, yeah, I mean, like, I I don't know. I mean, that's like, it's, it it seems odd because I talk to people about it. They're like, what you do that? I'm like, yeah, you know, it just so happens, you know, it's just like one of my hobbies that turned into something a little bit bigger and became a business also.
0: Yeah because I I mean I've followed you on Twitter and Instagram of course so I know that you have always been practicing jiu jitsu. But yeah. when when Chris told me that you opened up a school that kind of surprised me. I, I don't think you made a big splash about it on social media either, right? No,
1: I didn't because and it's similar to 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 legartoons, like right? Like I wanted it to be like a word of mouth place because right. I I have nothing I have really nothing to brag about, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to go all oh, this and come and see this or whatever. It's just like, hey, we're just a jiu-jitsu school. We're like, you know, we're we're open to other affiliations and teams. Just come and train with us, you know what I mean? And it's like, and I've always wanted it that way because, you know, in, in, in my travels and, and a lot of like all these other jiu-jitsu schools, like there is none like that. You know, we're just kind of like a,
0: you know, like just out of the basement kind of bunch of guys hanging out and training, you know? To me that would would as an outsider that would always seem more authentic anyways it,
1: yeah I mean and 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 that and that carries over in like everything I do everything like i don't I don't like to make a big splash about anything I don't like to be to make big announcements or anything about it I just you know I just do it right and then then for me like with with jiu Jitsu like I said you know it's like you know with sacrifice it was you know it was just that we're underground this is how it is people get into us whatever we're happy in our own little niche here you know and and, and that's the same with with our jujitsu school i mean like like in this in this this area alone where i live there's probably four or five schools but each each is different you know everybody offers something different and i think we offer something different to the community you know like the the majority of the the guys i train with you know like I have a couple of people that are that want to be champions who are just like metal chasers. And then, you know, the majority of my students are like, you know, dads who sit at the office all day who just need to blow off some steam at the end of the day, or guys that, you know, they want to get a workout in, but you know, going to the gym and running around in circles and lifting weights is just not a fun way, you know, whereas here, you know, we're all like you know, once you're on the mat, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're just like everybody else. It it, it doesn't matter. You know, like, I mean, there's guys that I train with that, like, if it wasn't for jujitsu, I wouldn't even be anywhere near these people. I wouldn't be hanging out with them. You know, they're like all attorneys and, you know, doctors and things like that. But like, you know, when we're on the mat, it's all good. You know, it's, we're all friends and, and it works, it works well. It's a good, it's a good thing that binds us all together.
0: So I'm not very familiar with, with the martial art, but is there a, there's obviously like hierarchy of belts. So are you like a – what would be your title? Like a grandmaster or
1: – No, 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 no. I actually, I'm not even at a black belt level yet. It takes like about 15 years to get there. So I'm – there, there are five belts in jiu-jitsu and it starts with white and there's blue, purple, brown, and black. Well, right now I'm right in the middle of my brown belt. So I'm like uh, probably two years into it. So probably a couple more years, maybe three. I would say maybe three, maybe four years before I get my black belt. I'm like that far away,
0: right? <laughs> you know? So you train at another school? Is that how it works?
1: Well, I, yes. I, well, I I I I I was training at a school close by here, but my instructor had had decided to sell off the school. He him and his family had moved to Florida. So I with his permission you know and, and, and his guidance, I, that's how I'm running my school. So I'm technically still under him so he he's the one that promotes me and everything like that. But yeah, I mean there's it's like um, you know I'm still under him. although he's not in town anymore, he's still back and forth. right and He flies in here for work, you know and he'll come and train with us and you know that's when he ta- he, he grades
0: us and checks us out, make sure we're doing okay. So what what uh, so whenever i you know i hear that you you you're obviously you've been doing this for years you're you're high up in the in the martial art you can break you're you're basically a one man killing machine you you are a weapon you are a walking weapon you know the, the 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 weird part about anything like that is um
1: you know obviously when you when you get into martial arts you've got your 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 why why and why? Why you're you starting and if? But I, I, the more you you progress in it, and the more you devote most of your time, the, that always changes. So so now, I mean, even though daily I'm out there, I'm teaching guys how to like, you know, choke each other out and, and you make you know make people claustrophobic and you know just control the situation. Those things, like the more knowledge I have of that, the less that I want to even do that to
0: anybody you know what i'm saying right because um i recently had a uh, harley flanagan on the podcast yes he's he's into jujitsu. Jiu- he teaches jujitsu jitsu as well yeah yes, yes um, i'm actually well aware i follow him all the time you know
1: i'm a cromags fan so right you know and then just to, to hear that you know th- those guys trained and the guys in biohazard guys in shelter i mean like everybody trains but like nobody really talks about it you know but it's pretty cool
0: yeah. And, and, uh, he said something you just very similar to what you just said is like the more he knows, like you, he can't, he can't even touch anybody Yeah, because yeah, he just knows yeah. he, you know, it, it kind of humbles you in a way Your your you knowledge Absolutely. and strength.
1: Absolutely. You know, and, 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 and with jujitsu, I mean, you, you get just by training it, you know, you've, you've got some knowledge there that not many people know. And, um, yeah, I mean, you've got a, a huge responsibility. You know, you can, like I said, they you can go either way. You can be like the dickhead that shoves people around, or you can be the one looking out for people, making sure everybody's okay. You know what I mean? And it just depends on your personality. And the majority of the people that I know that train to are like are like that. You know, they're just like always looking out for other people, and you know, it's it's it just because it, it's it's so humbling that you know you just as you like i said as you progress in it it just changes your mindset you know it has a lot of way uh uh, many ways of changing your outlook and uh definitely a good filter inside of the school because everybody who comes in there jiu-jitsu is hard man i mean i'll be the first to tell everybody that like my kid the kids that come and train or whatever it's hard it's not easy i mean and it takes a certain kind of person to do it you know like Jiu-jitsu is for everybody, but not everybody's for jujitsu. And it's a, it's a good it's it's good to, to gauge people. They'll they'll come in there like these big giant tough guys or whatever, <laughs> and you already know. You I mean I can already tell. It's just like your ego is going to prevent you from excelling in this. So either you get rid of that or you're not going to last. And that's how it has to be. You know I mean you you can't go in there with an ego because there's always somebody faster, there's always somebody bigger, and there's always somebody stronger.
0: What what is it? What is it that draws guys who are into heavy music to this this particular martial art? Well, uh, you, you you know Harley, but the, the Biohazard guys. You mentioned. Well, you mentioned Shelter dudes are into it. Yeah, like oh, what yeah. Ray, Ray Capo's a, a jujitsu guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's either him or one of the other guys that Pur- were into Purcell, it. And then- right. Yeah, and then, you know, and Maynard, he's like a brown belt, too, you know, from Tool. Oh,
0: OK. You know?
1: So, you know, like, I mean, if you if you look it up, the guys, the guy from Five Finger Death Punches, I think he's a purple belt now, too. The guy, some guy in Trivium trains, you know, and I think I think the allure with that is you know, we play like heavy, aggressive music. You know what yeah. I mean? Where Whereas, whereas Jiu Jitsu, though, Jiu gives us a balance because like as violent as it as it can be and, and as, you know, you know, you're just you know, it's so masculine and this and that. Yeah. It's it's also very gentle. It teaches you like how to deal with things gently, you know, like rather than rather than using force to actually use the momentums and you know, it just it just all these physics that you have to know and, and the knowledge of like human anatomy, you know, and it's a, in in that in itself, that study is, 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 very calming. And, and I think it works well, you know, like I'll, like, there's nothing more I want to do after playing guitar and just like, just, rah, you know, dive bombs and growls and all this stuff is and train because it just, it just kind of like silences you, you know, like you got to like, it just, it, it just settles things down for me. Like like I've like I've always said if if I didn't if I didn't do jujitsu I'd be probably sitting here popping Prozacs like they were Tic Tacs you know what I mean so it really so, it really calms you down so you do this every day every day every day I train every day I've got I've got classes every day um, you know a couple hours here and there it's, you know I don't do it for very long but usually like you know like I'll get home from work at five. By six thirty, I'm at my kids' class. You know, seven thirty, I'm at my adults' class. Then I'm done for the day. Wow. You know, so it, it, it's it's good because you know it, throughout the day, again, you know, like I'm I'm, I'm in my day in my day job, I'm sitting in a cubicle, you know, all day long. You know, that's what I'm doing. You know, and and just like negotiating and you know, buying things and all that stuff. And then when when I when I turn my computer off, I get to leave that and then go and you know, blow off steam or or just training jujitsu in itself is for me is it's it's a it's a relaxing. You know how people will come home from work, you know, and like crack open a beer and you know watch T V and, and relax. My relaxing is to go and just get beat up by these guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. That that to me is very relaxing. That is very commendable. I mean I don't even know how to. That's a, a, an interesting way to look at things. I, I don't even know where to begin and, and with it, that. And, it,
1: and it's rough because, the, like, also like leading up to like any shows that we play, I kind of have to scale back. Mm, right. in, in jujitsu, you know, not, not that not that everybody is like out to to hurt you or whatever, but it's a physical activity and you can get hurt. So I always right. kind of scale back, and and that just drives me crazy because it for me like I like I train hard like all the time, you know. So, but yeah, like, so for, so for now, you know, like I'll, I'll, I'll scale back, you know, practice guitar and get the shows or whatever. But then as soon as those are over, I come back and right back into it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like if you sprain like a finger. That would be bad. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're screwed. So, yep. so, so when you guys do these, like you, you just meant, you just made me think about practicing. Like you guys don't get to practice, even though we practiced for the Toronto show together. Yeah. Actually
1: the, the all of our shows we always try to get into town that we're playing maybe two days before the show and then we always schedule a couple of rehearsals just to get rid of the cobwebs and things like that.
0: Even though know? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. We were there we were there like I think three days before the show and like we practiced like two days. We we rented a rehearsal place, got the got the gear in that, that, that we were gonna use for the shows just just to mess with it, get sounds. And then we run over the set a couple of times and then, yeah. And then, you know, we're ready. Like usually, you know, yeah, it takes us, you know, probably two
0: passes and then we're, we're fine. Wow. All right. Wow. Um, So I guess, well, there, there is a couple of things I just wanted to say I, 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 I don't know if you remember this, but when you guys were working on the ones that I condemn, you sent me a demo of Hiroshima. You were working out, and I was on tour. We were in Norway when I got your email. <laughs> yeah. I got so inspired from hearing it. It has it doesn't sound like it at all. It's a million miles away, but I was just so inspired that I remember so distinctly I went upstairs, we we did sound check, and at the sound check I came up with the main riff for a song we have called Full of Regret that we ended up making a video for with Lemmy was in the video. And that all came from your email of Hiroshima that I got to hear and got so fucking jazzed that uh, that it, it just sprouted that, that that riff on stage at Soundcheck.
1: That that's so amazing to hear that because it's like that's like one of my favorite songs of yours too. So oh, man. that's so that's just great to hear that. But I'm you know I I, I think that's great. You know I mean well we always yeah.
0: we always screw around at soundcheck. You know you know like when you have a guitar in your hand and you're amplified. Oh absolutely. And, but I I do I remembered that riff because when we when we finished soundcheck, two two people in our entourage came up to me and said, "Don't forget that riff." Which nobody ever yeah. does. They never do that. That's,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great song. That's well put together, well written. I love it. It's so catchy.
0: Yeah. So it was like from the email, I was like, holy shit, I'm just, I'm listening to New Sacrifice, man. Oh my <laughs> God. And so I was really, I was just, you know, really energized and inspired by it. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's so cool to hear. And, and so that, that leads me to my next question, which is like, are you guys, and I'm pretty sure you're sick and tired of hearing it, but I got to ask, are you guys working on new stuff? We are.
1: Actually, um, just a few days ago, I got some rough tracks that Rob sent me and he wanted me to add a couple of bridges and a couple of riffs, which I haven't really done yet. So, yeah. <laughs> but, that, <laughs> but that's in the works. There, there are actually four new songs right now as we speak that are – in the process of getting processed you right, know right 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 but they they they're there so and and they're uh actually they're all very aggressive um a little bit on the faster side so yeah i mean it yeah we're just i don't even know where we're going with these but i think we're going we're going like more in the in that vein <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, the ones oh, that I condemn sits very nicely in the sacrifice discography. I mean, it's uh, so if if you if the way you guys are doing it, you know, keeping up with the age, the day, the sound of today. I mean, it it's it's great. And the thing is, the sound of today has actually caught up to you guys. You know what I mean? Like you guys yeah. didn't have to do anything. Like there's no catching up. You guys had to do. Well, see, like like especially. For me,
1: the equipment-wise, and to this day, I you know, I still have, like, you know, my original, like, 5150s, because those are, you know, my amps by choice. Well, right. when I first played that amp, or, or had a chance to play it, that was the sound that I heard in my head for years. You know, I just didn't know how to convey it. I had, like, modified marshals and put like the, all these rack effects to it. I'll go, yeah, it's getting closer. That's getting closer. Well now when we play or when I do anything, it's just my guitar plugged into my fifty one fifty and that's the sound. You know what I mean? I don't like I don't really add anything else to it because it's just like, oh my gosh, I wish I had this like twenty years ago. You wow. know? <laughs> wow. I think But f- it is and it, like I've all like I've always asked that when when we go to play, you know, they're like, oh, what do you want for, like, a back line? I go, just give me a half stack, a fifty one fifty, and we'll call it good. Just make sure it's the the first original one. And make sure it's, like, the first one with, like, Eddie Van Halen's signature on the back, you know? And it, and it's always worked out. and Because it, it, I think like, I have that amp at home. I... I my memorized my settings I go there and I do the same settings and voila it sounds just like it you know what I mean
0: yeah that's what I was going to ask you is is those uh, I heard that the 5150 amps today are not the same as when he was promoting them
1: well the the the, the ones that they have today are good you know don't get me wrong like right. I, like I love those things too but the simplicity of the the first one like like I'm looking at it right now and there's One two three three six. There's there's ten knobs on it, and that's it. You know, and I think that's five too many for me. (laughs) Yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) But but I I mean, and and that you know, and it works. You know, and I've and I've I've tried. You know, like we'd go and like I'd try like all the other you know uh, super expensive amps like the Angles and the Diesels and yeah I mean you name it you know. But it's like I always go back to this, and it's like, well, this is just what I'm comfortable with, I guess. No, no overdrive pedal, no nothing. No, nope, none of that. Wow. And, and 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 the same thing with Rob, whereas his, his is he uses a Mesa Boogie 50 cal and just guitar into that. Well, he uses a a noise gate, right? You know, right. And and me, it's just like my guitar into a wah, into a tuner, into the 5150, and that's it. That's it.
0: Yeah yeah I hear you on the simplicity of a, a guitar setup yeah it it's gotta be because I don't like I like
1: like if anything goes wrong, I don't want to trace it down to like a like a six inch patch cable that I need to <laughs> fix <laughs> <laughs> because because I've got this thing lit up like an airline cockpit and I can't figure out anything else out you know yeah yeah Cause, that's because we, cause, cause when we travel and we play like you know like I mean we're our own roadie. We're our own road crew, yeah. So it's just like let's just keep it as simple as possible, so we can like fix this problem if anything arises, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't get guys who play like ten pedals, and and I get that. I mean, I, there's 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 there I,
1: there's a spot for that, and I love and I love sure. players. Like I love players who who have that that thing too. You know, I mean, but it's just it just doesn't work for me. You know, I mean.
0: But like as a technical yeah. thing, like it it's a like you said, it's a nightmare if one tiny patch cable is the reason for your guitar sound breaking down yeah. a, in the middle that of can, a show.
1: That can ruin your day absolutely.
0: <laughs> it's so crazy. It's like playing with fire to have like 10 pedals in front of you, man.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Absolutely. My,
0: my sound's gone down with just like a tuner and an overdrive pedal. That's a, that's really all you need, you know what I mean? It's, it's Yeah. <laughs>
1: you yeah. know? Like like even back in the day like in the sacrifice days when we were we were using the the JCM 800s cuz we loved those, you know? Yeah. It was just an overdrive pedal into the JCM JCM 800 and that's how we recorded like like for determination and I think Soldiers was like that too. Mm-hmm. It was only yeah. Apocalypse inside where we got like stupid and, and I got like, you know, like I, like I was carrying around like two like Six space racks with like lights on it and everything and i'm like what you know because when we, when we would go out uh, to play shows I mean, it would take me forever just to haul that stuff inside <laughs>
0: <laughs> And you're stratocasters all the way, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's,
0: yeah, that's... I, like
1: I use You know, like I, I like I always like I, i've always played strats i've always liked it and then um you know, and I, I've used a, a the LTD like a ESP LTD right. for a little while, uh, you know, but it's 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 old and it's beat up. So I just started, you know, I just took one of my old Strats from uh, from the '90s. You know, I had a, a Strat Plus, and I put humbuckers in it. I put a Floyd Rose on Ooh. it, and uh, yeah, I just meddled it out, and that's going to be you know the the guitars that I'm going to take the guitar I'm going to take out now. It's like. Yeah, they're, they're simple and I'm comfortable. Then, yeah, I mean, they're great. I mean, I've got I've got a, a Les Paul too, but that's just like my home thing, you know? I, I It's too, I think I used that like on the death tour when we were on tour with death and it was just like,
0: it just killed me after a while. My <laughs> back always hurt, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't get how people can play Les Paul's live for any longer than half an hour. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I'm too old for that. They're great. I mean, you can't, I can't, be in the studio without one yes you know yes they they're they're
1: fantastic they sound amazing yeah or whatever but yeah like night after night to play that that's just a pain <laughs> yeah and strats are pretty light they're pretty they are light.
0: yeah yeah they
1: are and it, like you know for me like like they i've always had like a lot of issues with strats being too bright so right now I got one of my, the guy, he's, he's here. He actually just lives like a, like a, like a few blocks from me and he works on all my guitars, you know, like, uh, you know, setups and things like that. And right now he's building a, um, a super strat with a mahogany body. Like, so this is going to be like a Les Paul body, like the, the, the same wood as a Les Paul. Oh, wow. And, uh. I definitely, definitely am interested in that. He's like, oh yeah, we know we'll we'll put like a Floyd on it and everything. So yeah, he's in the process of building that. So hopefully that that turns out well because maybe I'd like to own that.
0: Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. Well, hey, Joe, thanks, man. This has been great. Yeah,
1: absolutely, man. You know, like I said, like we we were trying to do this before, but it just we we finally got this uh, this uh, thing going.
0: Yeah, this is per and it's perfect, perfect timing and everything, man. And I'm I'm glad we got it down now. This is perfect.
1: That's awesome, for sure. Yeah, man. Awesome. Yeah, no worries. No sweat. Talk to you soon. All right, bye. All right, bye-bye.